Brina Karato Sekele Rebra, Agabajo Colana Mambra, Angela Namoso Colana Babra, Gadaba Zocolana Brina, Catoli Rebaya, Egebo Zocolia, Egebo Zocolia, Egebo Zocolia, Egebo Zocolia, Agabajo Colana Brina, Catoli Rema, Legepato Pele de Babre, Gadesa Kile Remaya, Ogabo Zekianama. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we come before your precious holy written word humbly and respectfully this morning. We rejoice that we are accepted in the beloved. And we thank you for the privilege of fellowship in the light, in the truth of your word. Revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice. Bodies and yokes are destroyed. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Your people built up, equipped, edified, Jesus glorified. And we rejoice this morning that nobody lives here the same way they came. We give you praise, glory, and honor for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer sees a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer sees a powerful amen. Oh, we want to welcome everybody to 30 Days of Glory 2021. Go ahead and celebrate this morning. Glory. We want to welcome every one of you connected by way of Comfort FM, XLFM, Radio Aquaibom, Unio FM, Inspiration FM, all of you that are connected by way of Heritage FM. We are so glad to welcome all of the Aquaibom State community to the service this morning. Do me a favor, call a friend, a family member, somebody you love, ask them to connect to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. We also want to welcome those of you connected by way of Kingdom Life Network. We're so excited to have all of you in the service. And everybody connected on social media, all of the social media community, our brothers and sisters online, help us share the video. Let's get this word to the ends of the earth this morning. Share it on your page. Join as many groups as possible. Drop them in all the groups. And of course, put them on monogram, telegram, and drop them on WhatsApp groups. Let's flood the earth with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. All our campuses around the world, we're excited to welcome every one of you to the service this morning. Hey guys, it's going to be exciting as we study the word of his grace. Are we excited this morning in the building? Can we celebrate the word of God with a shout? I'm talking about celebrating God's word this morning. Glory. Glory. Amen. Grab your pen, your Bible, your notebook. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self this morning as we get into the word of his grace. We're still examining the emphasis of the Holy Spirit in salvation. The emphasis of the Holy Spirit in salvation. <clears throat> Uh -uh. Amen. We've been looking at the emphasis of the Spirit in salvation in the past few days, and we have done the introduction, and we went in to look at the basics, the basics of the subject. The role of the local church, you know, the local church is God's idea. 
the local assembly just like our gathering here is god's idea the local church is god's wisdom god's wisdom and there is a difference between the local church and traveling ministry years ago i used to be in traveling ministry where i traveled different churches different cities different countries i still travel and i will still travel in the future all right okay but but when i used to be f a lot more in the traveling ministry you know i just go places and i preach maybe i'm asked to preach on you know holiness i could just preach for one or two days and in that way i'm not able to do justice to the subject but i just do my best and i'm gone okay and then maybe another guest speaker will come to that church and preach a contradiction of what i taught and the only people that suffer are the members okay because the members would know what to believe they'll be confused all right so that's what traveling ministry does well, especially churches that do conferences and bring 14 speakers in five days i don't know what 14 people are going to say within five days okay but you know that's part of the the the, the branding of all those kind of things but but there is a difference between traveling ministry and the local church it's great to listen to wonderful preachers around if you have spare time to listen to them that is if you finish listening to everything i'm teaching and you understand it well and you have extra minutes to listen to another speaker nothing wrong with that but the local church there is a systematic approach to the word of god there is a systematic approach to the word of god because what we give in the local church is a curriculum it's like being in school a subject matter that is exhaustively taught and exhaustively communicated it's not just to come to church and hear something there is a systematic approach to the end you are built up to the end you are built up what is the essence of ministry ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 12 ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 12 and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers why for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ for the edifying of the body of christ the word perfecting means to mature to equip the saints to equip to mature the saints look at verse 13 what happens when the ministry is effectively communicated till we are come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ next verse that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sly of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive that's the local church and that's the essence of the local church it brings stability to your christian work it brings stability to your christian work and when we learn things like these we don't just learn we ensure we practice them and we look out for them and that's the wisdom of god in the local church it's not just for you to hear things but for you to be built up by the word and practice the word or live out your realities in the word of god 
Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19 and 20. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19 and 20. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Next verse. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now notice, he says God gave promises. And these promises have been fulfilled in him. Then he proceeds from there and tells us exactly what he is saying in verse 21 of First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Now, he which, has, which established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. Next verse. Who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. And giving the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. What's the word earnest? It's the word proof. The proof. So he has given us the guarantee. He has given us the spirit as a proof. He has given us the spirit as a proof. So all the promises of God given in the old covenant can be summarized as one. The giving of his spirit. All of God's promises can be summarized as one promise. The giving of his spirit. In Romans chapter 15 verse 8 and 9. Romans chapter 15 verse 8 and 9. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God. To confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Next verse. I love this. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, for this cause, I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. The word confirm there means to establish or to bring to pass God's promises. Jesus is that minister that brings to pass the promises of God. So he fulfills all the promises of God by giving us his spirit that is the spirit of god in our hearts now notice how did jesus accomplish this the reason for the gift of the spirit is key you must be able to know why was the gift of the spirit given to the believer because if you don't know why you're giving something you don't know how and you don't know the value of that gift some people today cannot decipher between salvation and spiritual growth. They don't know the difference. Everything to them is salvation. But there is a clear-cut difference between salvation and spiritual growth. So in people's mind, they think salvation is a reward for what you do or what you don't do. In their minds, that's what they think. So they think that after, you know, after all is said and done... They will come before God and based on what they have done or have not done, they will be sent to either heaven or hell. I remember back in the days when I was growing up in church, we were taught a song, If you do good kingdom, oh kingdom, oh kingdom, waiting for you. If you do bad, no more kingdom, oh no more kingdom. Oh, no more kingdom 
waiting for you. And we used to sing it. We grew up as children singing those songs. So, salvation to us was predicated on what we do. Okay? You do good kingdom. The day you do bad, no more kingdom. God is always changing his mind. <laughs> Very unstable God. That is because they do not have an understanding of why salvation came at all. They do not have that understanding. Salvation came because Jesus paid the price. Salvation came because Jesus paid the price. Salvation didn't come because you answered an altar call. Salvation didn't come because you repented. Salvation didn't come because you fasted. All your actions was to receive and not to create. To receive and not to create. is the death of Jesus and by the sacrifice, by his sacrifice for sin that made salvation available. So salvation therefore is a free gift. A free gift. Salvation is what God freely gives to a sinner. You don't work for it. You don't do anything to be saved. It is what Christ has done. Of course, there's a flip side to that. That is the fact that you do not get rewarded for how much of salvation you have taken benefit of. You don't get rewarded. You only get rewarded for the things you do after salvation. The things you do after salvation. Service ministry evangelism discipleship equipping the saints that is what you'll be rewarded for you won't be rewarded because you were saved you won't be rewarded because you were in church you won't be rewarded because you are a christian you will only be rewarded when you walk in the benefit of that salvation if anybody receives christ jesus as lord and believes in his heart that god raised him from the dead that person is saved not by works but by what christ has done that he has received by faith now if you have that understanding then you will never think in your mind for one day that something can happen and that salvation will be lost or that something can happen and that salvation will no longer be yours it's never became yours based on your doing or undoing that understanding gives you what we call the assurance of salvation. Christianity that lacks the assurance of salvation is equivalent to Buddhism, Islam, Shintoism, and idol worship. Any Christianity that lacks the assurance of salvation has lost its credibility as Christianity. The difference between Christianity and religions of the world is the assurance of salvation. Predicated on the sacrificial work of Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That is a fundamental pillar of Christianity. The assurance of salvation. When it comes to the spirit or the gifts of the spirit... I would like to lay a right foundation. So nobody will come tomorrow and say 10 ways to lose the gifts of the spirit. 10 ways to lose the anointing. 
15 ways to lose the gift of prophecy. I like to lay a good foundation so nobody is able to take from you what is yours by wrong information. It won't make any sense to you because by the time you understand how the gifts of the spirit came to be, you will not have that kind of teaching intimidate you at all. Because we said, how did God give his spirit? Listen carefully. God gave his spirit to us by what Jesus did. God gave his spirit to us by what Jesus did. All that God did and all that God is doing is predicated on what Jesus did. All that God will do is because of what Jesus did three days and three nights. That is the basis on which God will do what he does and God is doing what he's still doing. Because the church world says very little about what Jesus has done. So it's easy to pass on any strange teaching or doctrine. Because the church world has de-emphasized what Christ has done. The church world has played down the finished work of Christ. So it's easy for wrong doctrines to go around. It's really easy for people to think that you can lose salvation. It's easy for people to think that salvation is not eternal. Because the church world has de-emphasized what Christ has done in his death, burial, and resurrection. I tell people, don't look for heresy or strong teaching from someone who looks strange. Sometimes a false teaching can come from a good-looking, well-suited bishop or pope with a nice tie, fleet of cars, probably a private jet. Those are not the things that validate what a man says. Those are not the things that validate what a man says. A man can be 70 years idiotic. Those are not the things that validate what he says. So false teaching is not based on whether he, the man has a large audience or a small audience or what does he have. It's false teaching because it is false. Someone said, well, if a book can sell million copies, that means God is in it. You're not thinking cool because most widely sold material in the entertainment industry, the most widely sold material was the thriller. You know the thriller? Michael Jackson. The thriller. That was the most widely sold material in the enter entertainment industry. Whom I consider the best entertainer of all time. Michael Jackson. Michael. The best of all time. The best of all time. You can argue with your ancestors. <laughs> Michael Jackson, <laughs> the best of all times. The best. That is one man that had entertainment ministry. <laughs> Michael, till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. The man is dead, yet speaking. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I liked him. I, I mean, you know, I liked him. And I think we shared the same birthday. 
He was born on the 29th of August, just like me. So, much more. Now, that kind of album was a crazy album. And it had nothing godly on it. That thriller. It had nothing godly on it. Good music. Good instrumentation. Great act. Yet, you can't say it's God. But it sold millions of copies. In fact, they say it sold about 500 million copies. The thriller. About that. But you can't say it's God. Because people like to listen to that thriller doesn't mean it is God. It makes it God because it confirms what the word teaches. That's what makes anything God. Because it confirms what the word teaches. And that's how exactly a Christian should think. What does the word teach? A Christian shouldn't be carried away by popularity or fame or things like that. A Christian should always be inspired by how much of the word is in something. How much of God's word is in something? Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Brother Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus, his prayer. Ephesians 1 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of him. Next verse. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Next verse. And what is the exceeding. If your Bible is mine, that's a verse to circle, draw circle, paint with colors. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Next verse. Which he wrought in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenlies. In the heavenlies. That is all the power that God will demonstrate. He has demonstrated all of his power in what Christ did. All of God's power, nothing reserved, has been demonstrated in what Christ has done. So, all of God's power is in Christ. Notice that Jesus couldn't have been raised from the dead if he didn't die at all. In other words, he had to die, he had to be buried, and he had to be raised from the dead for the riches of his glory to be made available to us. For the riches of his grace to be made available to us. In other words, everything that is ours today is based on the free gift of the death and sacrifice of Jesus is based on the free gift. So everything God has done is based on what he has done in Christ. And everything is called free because a price has been paid for it. Not just salvation is free, but everything that accompanies salvation is free. Anything that came with what Jesus did is free. Everything. Everything that comes with what Christ has done for us is free of charge. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. If 4 verse 7. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace 
according to the measure of the gift of Christ. How many of us? How many of us? Are you included? Shout me very loud, every one of us, myself included. Everyone is giving, put that scripture up again, is giving grace according to the measure of the sacrifice of Christ. The measure of the gift of Christ. Next verse. Pay attention. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Next verse. Now, that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Next verse. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. Verse 8 says, give me that verse 8, Ephesians 4, 8. <clears throat> Wherefore he saith, where did he say in Psalm 68 verse 18? He saith in Psalm 68 verse 18. Now notice, Psalm 68, 18, thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. So that is where he saith from, and that is where brother Paul was quoting from. Now notice he's talking about the gifts he gave to men. He gave gifts free to men. But he says he ascended up on high. He is describing the redemptive sacrifice of Jesus. He says, first of all, he went into the lower parts of the earth. Then he says, he that descended, the same also ascended up on high. Far above all things that he might feel all things. Now that he might feel all things means he might fulfill all the promises. That's the meaning of he might feel all things. That he might fulfill all things. And of course you know that we say Jesus fulfilled all the promises. Now, he first of all went to Hades. Hades, the place of the dead or what you call hell. He went there for us. Then he ascended up on high. When he was raised from the dead, then he says, In my father's house are many mansions. Mansions, money. In my father's oikia, there are many mones. In other words, in Christ, there are many dwelling places for us to be in. In Christ, there are many dwelling places or spaces for us to be in that's why when you get born again you are in god in christ because in my father's house there are many mansions that where i am there you may be also so today where he is there you are hallelujah and all because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, 
He was raised from the dead, sits on the right hand of the Father, and we are in him. That scripture has been misread over the years. You know, when you misapply the scripture, you lose the essence of the truth. In there, and you cannot walk in the benefit of that truth. When a scripture is misapplied, a truth is lost. And the benefit that was supposed to bring to you. He is talking about on earth. Not in heaven. In my father's house on earth. Not in heaven. The father's house is on earth. I and my father will come into you. And make our abode in you. What is that? The father's house. Where is the father's house? Huh? You are the father's house. It's not in heaven. It's not a planet somewhere. A planet somewhere where construction is going on. There's no construction. None. The construction took place in three days. Destroy this temple. And I'll raise it up. In three days. They say you must be sick. He say you guys don't understand. They say it took us 46 years to build this temple of Solomon. How can you pull it down? Even three days is not enough to pull down what was built for 46 years. But they didn't understand. Then when Jesus rose from the dead, they now understood that what he was talking about was the temple of his body. So the construction finished in three days. That where I am. Where is he now? Christ. So where is the father's house? You are the father's house. You are the father's dwelling place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Is that not a place to rejoice? You are the father's dwelling place. Glory. I said glory. Say with me, I am the father's abode. I am the dwelling place of the Father. He lives in me. Shout a powerful amen. amen. Now, you can never enjoy the benefit of something if you don't know what it is about. So here is Jesus, first of all, goes down, then he goes up, and as he goes up, that means the blessing of his resurrection are the gifts he gave. When he ascended, the moment he ascended, he gave gifts. He gave gifts to men. He gave gifts to men. The gifts are not a result of prayer. Though the gifts will make you pray. But they are not a result of prayer. The gifts are not a result of Bible study. Though they will make you study your Bible. The gifts are not a result of fasting. Though they will make you fast. The gifts are not a result of being in church for a long time. The gifts came because he ascended up. How did he ascend up? By first of all descending. Then he was raised from the dead. And upon his resurrection he gave gifts to men upon his resurrection so the gifts are the gifts of redemption 
altogether. They are gifts of his redemptive sacrifice. So nothing comes because of you. It comes to you because of what Christ has done. And there's nothing you can do to change God's mind about his gifts given to you. It didn't come because of you. It came before because of Christ. The only person that can make God change his mind about those gifts is Christ. And Christ's work is eternal. The work of Christ is eternal. That's why the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God never changes his mind. Once he gives it to you, it is yours eternally. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. The gifts and callings are without repentance. Somebody said to me, what about a pastor who used to be in ministry and left ministry and went to business and just stayed away and after 10 years of being away, is that ministry still in him eternally? That ministry is in him eternally. Even after 40 years of being away, if he decides to come back, everything will come alive. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God does not change his mind about what he has done in you. Never. See, I hear you. Yeah. They are without repentance. And one of those gifts is salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The gifts and callings of God, for those he foreknew, he called. The calling and the gift. That is, God does not repent about saving you. You know, he doesn't change his mind. So when people talk about losing salvation, they are not looking at the Bible. They are thinking of, of, of other things, not the word of God. The gifts are the gifts of redemption. So we have two promises. Ezekiel 36, 26. Please put it up. Ezekiel chapter 36, 36, 26. Ezekiel, Ezekiel. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Next verse, 27. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. I will, I will, I will. Watch. I will give you my spirit. He's not talking about a consistent giving. He's talking about a once and for all giving. He's referring to what he will do when Jesus is raised from the dead. So you can't read this verse tomorrow and say the Lord will give me his spirit. No, he has given you his spirit when Jesus rose from the dead. You can't read that scripture and say, oh father, give me your spirit. Give me your spirit. Give me your spirit. No, that's a wrong prayer. He gave you his spirit the day you received Christ. And if you read this now, what do you say? Father, thank you that you have given me your spirit. You have done this for me in Christ. Because that's what he did for you in Christ. John 14, 16. <clears throat> John chapter 14, verse 16. Glory to God. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you for how long? Forever. Next verse. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you, and shall be where? In you. When did he do this? Acts 1.8. But you shall receive 
power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me but in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Luke 24 49, tarry in Jerusalem Luke 24 49 behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from where? on high so he's referring to when he is raised from the dead listen carefully everybody every gift of the spirit is a gift in christ every gift of the spirit is a gift in in christ it's not a gift after christ <laughs> Is a gift in Christ. Romans 8 32. Romans 8 verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. All things. So we said the word in the spirit and the word in Christ are synonymous terms. Many of you are in Christ. Okay, let me ask. How many of you here are in Christ? You are in Christ? Where are you? Can I hear you louder? The TV audience want to hear you. Sometimes you feel you are in Christ after a great service. <laughs> but that's not what makes you in Christ. You're in Christ because you believe his redemptive sacrifice. So to be in Christ is to be in the spirit. You have the spirit of Christ. Say with me very loud. I have the spirit of Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 and 10. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8 verse 9 and 10. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Dwell, dwell dwell not visit you now if any man have not the spirit of christ he is none of his if any man have not the spirit of christ and if christ be in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness are you still in the building first corinthians 12 1 first corinthians chapter 12 verse number one now, concerning spiritual gifts, did you see the gifts is in italics? That means it's not in the original. So it will be now, concerning spirituals, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. Ignorant. Concerning spirituals. He is using spirit, and the term there is spirituals. The word gift wasn't in the original. So it says, concerning spiritual. The word spirituals is the word pneumaticos. Pneumaticos. Like you have pneuma. P-N-U-E-M-A. Ticos. T-I-K-O-S. Pneumaticos. When he says concerning the things of the spirit. Spirituals. Things of the spirit or things in things in or things of the spirit both the things of or the things in are in the spirit 
So he uses that word pneuma because first Corinthians 14 32. Please pay attention. First Corinthians 14 32. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. And the pneumaticus, the pneumaticus, that spirit there is the spirituals. And the spirituals of the prophets are subject to the prophets. The pneumaticus. He uses that same word in First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 4. Follow after charity and desire spirituals desire spirituals or things of the spirit but rather that you may prophesy that you may prophesy desire somebody say desire desire things of the spirit desire it desire you can desire the spirit but you can desire the things in the spirit you already have the spirit you don't desire the spirit. You already have the spirit. Now what you desire is the things in that spirit to find expression. The things in or the things of that spirit. So desire the things of the spirit. First Corinthians 14, 32. 14 verse number 32. First Corinthians. And the spirits of the, the spirituals or the things of the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets the spirituals the pneumaticus of the prophets he said this because he was giving them instructions on when to speak and when not to speak so when he was teaching them on when to speak and when not to speak he now said to them you cannot speak when you are not allowed because the pneumaticus of the prophets are subject to the prophets. You can't say, I didn't want to prophesy. God slapped me. I didn't know when my mouth opened. You are a joker. The things of the spirit of the prophets are subject. That is, I prophesy when I want. I stop when I want. I can even walk to you and say, Thank you, Lord. When you... Alright, don't worry. I don't have to. I don't have to. Because the things of the spirit of the prophet are subject to the prophet. The pneumaticus of the prophet. Now, stay with me. The spirits of the prophets or the spirituals are subject to the prophet. Notice First Corinthians chapter 12 verse number 4. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Diversity means there's more than one. There's more than one. So he says, these of the spirit. Plural. He is saying there are things in the spirit. More than one. Things in the spirit. There are many things in the spirit. He says, desire them. In other words, want to function in them. Have a want to function in the things of the spirit. We do the word, don't we? Hello, we do the word. Say we do the word. Say, I do the word. Say, I desire. 
spirituals yeah want to function in the things of the spirit or in the things in the spirit now first thessalonians 5 19 first thessalonians chapter 5 quench not the spirit's fire quench not there are things in other words if you are born again there are things you must operate in all the time quench not put not out the spirit's fire don't deny the spirit its expression through you quench not the spirit's fire there are supernatural endowments that you need to function in it's interesting that many of us the only one we know and we always function in is tongues finish you are having a pool of gifts of the spirit and you choose only tongue not even interpretation so that's how inefficient your christian life has been that with all the resources made available to you at your disposal you're only functioning with tongues and you are quenching the rest and he says no quench not the spirit do not put out the spirit's fire because all those gifts of the spirit are supposed to fan a flame Everywhere you enter, you're burning red hot. If you find sickness, you heal it. If they need word of knowledge, you deliver. Word of wisdom, you deliver. Working of miracles, you work it. Those are equipments. Freely given to you and they are yours forever. For the common good of all. Quench not the spirit's fire. In fact, we probably only speak in tongues when the spirit is moving us. The Holy Ghost fire is moving just like a magnet. <laughs> moving here, moving here. As in the days of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost fire is moving just like a magnet. <laughs> leave me, leave me, leave me. <laughs> Holy Spirit, move me now. <laughs> movement <laughs> spirit movement Ooh. Ooh. the spirit is about to start the engine what's wrong with you my friend some people that's only when they speak in tongues they can't even speak in tongues they wait until the so-called spirit moves yeah yeah spirit has finished <laughs> quench not the spirit's fire 
quench not the spirit's fire. For many of us, we don't even interpret the tongues as easy as it is. And the reason why I say as easy as it is because I have taught you. Those of you that are not, I better go and get the material and learn. I have taught you. When I finished teaching, you didn't see how easy it is to interpret tongues. Very easy. Well, many people don't because they are not taught. But you've been taught. It's very easy. He is saying things of the spirit are more than one. And you need to function in all. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19. Glory to God. Quench not the spirit. The original is quench not the pneumaticus. Quench not the things of the spirit or quench not the things in the spirit. That is the abilities that are present in Christ for you. The word quench not means do not put out the fire. Look at other instructions Paul gave. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. Neglect not. Neglect not. Quench not. Neglect not the gift that is where? In thee. Don't neglect the gift that is in thee. Which was given thee by prophecy. With the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Neglect not. Quench not. These are clear cut instructions. He uses the word charisma. Charisma means a supernatural ability. Neglect not the charisma that is in thee. Neglect not the supernatural ability that is in thee. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. First Timothy chapter 1 verse number 6. First Timothy. Did I say first? Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Quench not the spirit. Neglect not the spirit. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. So we have neglect not, quench not, stir up. Three key words. Three key words. Some of you are not quenching, but you are neglecting. You are treating casually God's precious gift. And some of you are not neglecting. Some of you have just not stirred it up. So you've got to quench not, and you've got to ignore not. And how do you quench not and ignore not? By stirring up. Hayabadaga. Stir it up. Stir up the gift. It's not going to fall. Anointing fall up. It's not falling from anywhere. It's inside you. Stir it up. Stir up the gift. Hallelujah. Notice that every time he uses those words, they have to do with the things of the spirit. All of them. In other words, you determine how long, how long, you determine how deep your function in the gifts of the spirit is in your hand. You determine how long, you determine how deep you function in the gifts of the spirit. And the number one in hindrance, the fundamental major hindrance 
So the operation of the things of the spirit is ignorance. I will not have you ignorance. Lack of teaching. That's why we dedicated the whole of Soteria 8 to teaching the things of the spirit. Lack of teaching. When we have visions, it's just to make us aware of all he has already provided in us. Visions are to help us discover what is already in us. God does not add anything to you after you receive Christ. You didn't hear that? God does not add anything to you anymore after you receive Christ. Along with Christ comes everything that God has for you. Nothing else is added. Teaching only helps you discover what you already have. Amen? I said amen. That's why you cannot revive the spirit. Let's revive. You know churches that like revival. Three days, Holy Ghost fire revival. Annual revival conference. What is revive? To give life to what is dying. Hello? Revive means to give life to what is already dying. The believer is not dying. The believer has eternal life. He does not need revival. Stop praying for revival. Lord, revive me. Stop that. Get born again. The believer's life forevermore is called everlasting life. The believer in Christ doesn't need revival. Revival doesn't happen to Christians. You are alive to Christ eternally. The same spirit. Diversities of gifts, but the same. Means you don't have an encounter with two spirits. You only have one spirit. The same spirit. It's not like the Holy Ghost came, you are now born again. Then the Spirit comes again, you are baptized with the Spirit. Then the Spirit comes again, you pray in tongues. No. Then he has to come again, you prophesy. When you finish, he goes back. Nothing like that. Then when you want to pray for the sick, the Spirit will have to come again. So you have to fast. Tomorrow I'm going to be praying for the sick. So the Spirit will come on me heavy. No. If it's your fasting that does it, then it's not a gift in Christ. If it's a gift in Christ, your efforts are not needed. You don't help the gift. The gift is self-helped. Am I teaching? So if that's your mindset, revival, revival, you need to renew your mind. God gave the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. Everything God will do, he does through us. Everything God will give is already available in us. Say, I hear you. The experiences may differ, but it's the same spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Look at verse 7. Same chapter. But the manifestation, the unveiling of the spirit is given to every man. How many people? To profit with all. That is for the common good. Look at verse 8 to 10. 8 to 10. For to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom. 
to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. Next verse. To another faith by the same spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same spirit. Next verse. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. Now, he mentions tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. We call them the utterance gifts. The utterance gifts. Tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy. All of them are vocal gifts. Vocal, utterance. They are, they are primarily three gifts that speak forth, speak forth, speak forth, vocal, utterance. Now, you know, we have looked at tongues. Did we look at tongues this week? We looked at it extensively. And we looked at the interpretation of tongues. Now, we want to look at the word prophecy. Today, second service, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we are going to settle on prophecy. Because most of the problem people have is prophecy, prophecy. They said for you in the village, and tell you that uh, one prophet saw something you should come and see. We will deal with all those nonsense. The word prophecy. And that will take us some days. We want to look at that word. Prophesying. Are you ready? The word prophesying is used 58 times in the Greek. From Matthew to Revelation. 58 times. The word prophecy is used 19 times. Remember, 58 times prophesying. Prophecy 19 times. Prophesying prophecy. Okay? Now, the word prophecy is the Greek word prophetia so that you don't write nonsense write prophet first you can write prophet right so write prophet first <laughs> then after prophet e-i-a prophetia is taken from you know in language there's something called feminine and there's something called masculine feminine and masculine genders Usually, one is derived from the other. The word prophecy, listen carefully, is a noun that is derived from a verb. That's very strange. Because a noun should not be derived from a verb. Normally, a verb should be derived from a noun. Alright? Now, but here, strangely, the word prophecy is a noun that is derived from a verb. Okay? Now, but there is, but this one is a noun. Okay? And the verb, which is an active word, is the word prophesying. Prophesying. So there's prophesying before you have prophecy. There has to be prophesying before you have prophecy. You can't have prophecy without prophesying. So, the word prophesying 
is the word prophetio. Prophetio. So write prophet again. Prophet. E-U-O. After prophet. Prophetio. To prophesy. To prophesy. Let me explain. To know what prophecy is. I must deal with prophesying. Prophesying means to speak forth from another. To speak forth from another. That is you cannot prophesy without another. There has to be two elements to have prophesying. Two elements. So you speak forth, but you speak from another. You speak forth, but you speak from another. That is, you say things, but you are speaking from another. In other words, you cannot have prophesying without inspiration. You cannot have prophesying without inspiration. There has to be inspiration to have prophesying. It also includes to speak for or to speak beforehand. To speak for or to speak beforehand. So you cannot have prophesying without inspiration. Now, prophesying includes preaching and teaching. In fact, in the New Testament, a basic element of prophesying is that it is used to preach or teach. That is the information that will be spoken forth will teach or preach. The information that will be spoken forth will teach or preach. The key thing is the information and what it does. That's the key thing in prophesying. The information and what it does. The information will preach or teach. Let me explain it to you. So does it mean that every time I come to church to preach, I am prophesying? No. No. Let me explain. If I'm coming to service like I came this morning, I do not come to say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give me a word for your people. Mm -mm. I don't do that. I didn't do that here. Some people do that. Then you should not be a pastor. Then you shouldn't be a pastor. You shouldn't be a pastor. Because a pastor doesn't function like that. A pastor brings systematic teaching. There is a curriculum that a pastor follows. Because that's how people are built up and matured. So I don't come here and say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Give me a word. A word for this crowd. A pastor, according to First Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, must be able to teach. Up to teach. 
a pastor must be able to explain that is he has the ability to teach the pastor must study to show himself approved to god a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth second timothy chapter 2 verse 15 rightly dividing the word of truth a pastor in second timothy 3 15 and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus that is a pastor must be acquainted with the holy scriptures verse 16 all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable ophilimos useful advantageous for teaching or explanation, didascalia, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Titus chapter 1 verse 9. Titus chapter 1 verse 9. Put it up. Holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught. That he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. So a pastor must have received teaching. A pastor must be taught. Then in turn, he will teach others what he is taught. That's being a pastor. Not a, a, a word, a word. A word, Lord Jesus, a word. Your people need a word. Father, give me a word. No. It's not a word matter. It's labor. Say labor. A pastor is a laborer. You know laborer. That's what I'm doing here. He must be able to teach as he has been taught. Second Timothy 2 2. The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The same. The same. Not a word. The same. Commit to faithful men who shall in turn be able to teach others also. Say, I hear you. Say, I hear you. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 17. First mm -mm. Timothy chapter 5 verse 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor, who labor, they who labor, they who labor in word and doctrine. Say labor. Say labor. <laughs> A Bible school student, stop that. Here. Say labor. <laughs> so whether it's labor or labor. Milo or Milo. <laughs> Philemon or Philemon. is not inspirational preaching and teaching. What I've just shown you now that a pastor must do is not inspirational preaching or teaching. This is doctrine. This is labor. This is, this is the cocoa. <laughs> the cocoa of ministry. That is basically the pastor comes to church to teach. So a pastor has to prepare his sermon he has to study. I study. I pray. I research. I wait on the Lord. 
to give me what he's saying to his people. All of that is combined in my preparation to stand here before you for an hour. And that preparation takes unlimited hours. Now, what I come always to do in this service is to instruct you to teach you from the study of God's word. However, in prophesying, it's not that logical teaching. It's not logical teaching. It's not logical preaching. It's inspirational preaching or teaching. Inspirational. In fact, a Greek rendering of the word prophesying means instantaneous. Boom. Something that is at the spore of the moment. Something like an unprepared preaching or teaching that comes through you at the inspiration of the moment. So prophesying can be used for all inspired speaking. All inspired speaking. That is instantaneous kind of spore of the moment speaking. You didn't prepare, boom, it just came. And you knew that God is saying this to his church. And you gave it to them. And in it, there's instruction and information that is not prepared. If you observe on the day of Pentecost, once Peter was going to analyze to the people what happened, <clears throat> notice Peter was not speaking by the inspiration of the moment. He said, this is that logical, which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh in the last days. Your sons and daughters. So that was not, that was not spore of the moment. That was logical teaching or explanation of what had happened. On the day of Pentecost, he gave out a logical sermon. He gave out a logical sermon about what God has done in Christ. He gave them scriptures that they could refer to. He pointed them to David. David in the psalm said, and this is what God has done in Christ. And they said, wow. But before then, the Bible says in verse 4, Peter and all of them were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit gave them utterance. The word utterance means the Spirit gave them ability. They began to speak forth, speak forth as the Spirit gave them utterance. Can that utterance that the Spirit gave them be the inspiration? Huh? Yes. Can we say that Acts chapter 2 verse 4 means they were inspired? Huh? Yes. But do you observe that they were not always talking like that? Huh? Okay. So, Later on in verse 42 and 40 to 47, they were listening to the apostles' teaching. So there was teaching going on. But on the day of Pentecost, Peter summarized all and said, In the last day saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. This is that. Hallelujah. 
In other words, he summarizes tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy as speak forth. Speak forth. Tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. He calls it speak forth. Vocal gifts. Gifts of utterance. That is those gifts operate when you open your mouth and speak. Amen. I said amen. So on the day of Pentecost, they prophesied. They did what? They prophesied. And the summary of their prophecy was that they had them speak the wonderful works of God. So remember, what is, what is the difference between uh, translation and interpretation? Are they the same? Are they the same? Okay, when I say one, you tell me what it is. Word to word to word to word meaning. The gist. So when we speak in tongues, what are we supposed to do? So in the interpretation of tongues, what are we giving? A gist. A gist. We speak in tongues and we interpret. Say with me, I interpret. Tell me the interpretation of tongues belongs to me. Say tongues belong to me. Say prophecy belongs to me. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Say I speak in tongues, I interpret tongues, and I prophesy. I didn't hear you say it very loud. I speak in tongues, I interpret tongues, and I prophesy. Now, can you stand on your feet? Let's say it, and then we will do a five minutes thing. How many of you are ready to prophesy? Are you ready? Neglect not. Eh? Quench not. Eh? Neglect not. Quench not. What else? Stir up. Eh? Okay. So how do I not neglect and quench? How do I stir up? You don't want to miss the things I'll teach you in the second service. So how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I stir myself up? By speaking in tongues. Once I begin to speak in tongues, what am I supposed to be doing? To interpret. Eh? Eh? So every tongue is a potential prophecy. You will get that in the next service. <laughs> every tongue you speak is a potential prophecy. Once it's interpreted, it becomes a prophecy. Can you speak in tongues? Speak in tongues. Okay, watch, watch. Follow my hands, follow my hands. If I lift my hands up, you raise it high. If I bring it down, you raise it, bring it down. There's something I want to do. Are you ready? <laughs> now hold it. What you just did now, does it have interpretation? Huh? What you just spoke, does it have interpretation? Does your mind know it? Huh? Does your mind know what you just spoke? Huh? No, your mind is occupying the room of the unlearned. My understanding is unfruitful, but my spirit knows everything. So I will speak in the spirit and I will speak with my understanding. So when I speak in tongues, as I'm speaking, I listen to my spirit. And the moment I understand what my spirit is saying, I'm ready to prophesy. Did you get that? The moment I understand what my spirit is saying, 
Then I'm ready to prophesy. And then I can prophesy. Or I can give it as an interpretation of the tongue. Or I can walk to a brother that I have that understanding for and tell him this is what the spirit is saying. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. Are we ready? Let's pray in tongues for another two, three minutes, everybody. Stay up, stay up, stay up, stay up yourself. Stay up yourselves. Meto la manamboro kotolida baba babre gedesh keteliana. Egebo zokolo na mambra nanga. Legoro do jekelene babra gadaba rokoto nekelina maya. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look for somebody, hold somebody where you are. Get somebody, get a partner somewhere. Grab somebody, hold somebody. Grab somebody, hold somebody. Grab somebody, hold somebody. Now go ahead, begin to pray in the spirit, and after that, you will you will interpret to that person what the spirit is saying. If you have more than one person, you will bring three interpretations or four. Grab somebody, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Stop yourself. Mambro gadangele de bozo kolo de bobo legra gadoshe kelina mama anga bazoto anga bazoto anga bazoto anga bazoto anga bazoto anga bazoto legro dozola de babara de baya anga bozo kola agaba da gege agaba da gege agaba da gege agaba da gege anga bozoto lere bashokayada praise you father thank you lord Thank you, Lord. Now, once you have the interpretation, you can stop and begin to interpret to the person what the Spirit is saying. Once you have the interpretation, you can stop the tongues and begin to speak to the person with understanding. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Once you have the interpretation, stop the tongues. Higher, higher, higher. <laughs> oh, glory to God. And once it's interpreted to you and you receive the message, begin to rejoice. 
once it is interpreted to you and you receive that message begin to rejoice Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Once it's interpreted to you and, and you have been ministered to, just go ahead and begin to rejoice. 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 Glory. Glory. Rejoice and be glad. Be glad. Be glad. Be glad. Be glad. Be glad. Oh, hey, saith God, these are the days of the greater, greater things, greater manifestations, greater grace, greater demonstration. These are the days, great things, great things, great things, saith God, great and mighty things are being made manifest to you. You will know and acknowledge them and recognize them. And I hear God say, solutions have just been released. Hallelujah. Solutions, solutions, solutions. Suddenly you know what to do about that. Suddenly you know what to do about that. Suddenly you know how to deal with that. Suddenly you know how to respond to that. Suddenly you know what to say to that. Suddenly you know where to go about that. Suddenly you know who to talk to about that. Suddenly you know who to talk to about that. Glory, 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 glory. Hey! And suddenly the door has just opened. Suddenly you just walked in. Suddenly you just took possession. Hey, suddenly what looked like it was impossible, you just see possibilities. Yeah, yeah, solutions, 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 solutions have just been released. Solutions have just been released. Glory! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> saith God, don't say I don't know what to do, don't say I don't know what to do, even when it looks complicated. Walk there and say, I know exactly what to do, I know exactly what to do about this. And if they're waiting for you, tell them, Give me a few minutes, give me a few minutes, give me a few minutes, give me a few minutes. You know, that is exactly ha what happened to Daniel, the hand that appeared on the wall and wrote many many tickle tickle they called daniel daniel said well interpretation belongs to god give me a few minutes give me a few minutes and i shall let the king know what the lord is saying and within a few minutes daniel came back and gave the interpretation you have the interpretation don't ever don't ever be flabbergasted don't ever no matter how complicated the matter it cannot be more complicated than the simplicity of the spirit Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
And as you begin to look, you'll suddenly begin to know exactly what to do and you will do what you're supposed to do. And there shall be celebration and there shall be joy and there shall be testimonies and there shall be victories made manifest all over the place. And my people shall rejoice and be glad for the great things I have done among them. If you receive that word, go ahead and celebrate one more time. Amen. Father, we pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Sickness and disease, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Every complication in that body dissolved. Confusion ceases. Body, be well. Organs, be corrected. Where you need a creative miracle, receive a creative miracle. Receive a creative miracle. In the name of Jesus. And we rejoice for the blessing. And we rejoice for revelation knowledge. The word is growing big on our inside. And in the name of Jesus, your people are built up and edified. We give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer shouts that amen on a note of finality. Amen. Glory! Amen. amen! Grab your honor offering. Let's give in honor of the word. Let's give in honor of our collective assignment. The revelation of Jesus all over the nations of the earth. We give in faith. We give with joy. We give generously and intentionally to advance the cause of Christ. I want to appreciate partners and friends who continually support us all over the world. Watching online on television, radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush. We need the banking details for you in the next two, three minutes. But we're just glad that we have every one of you who is a part of this ministry continually making sacrifices. So together we will see this gospel flood the entire bloomable planet as the water covers the sea. You're not a partner and you want to partner with us so that we can get this good word out there where the people who need it are. Remember, somebody partnered with us and made monies available for us to get the gospel to where you are. If you also make your own money available to help us, we will also get more people to hear what you heard that changed your life. And that's what partnership is all about. You decide what you want to send every month, every week, or you, what you want to send every month to support this ministry. And if today you want to be a partner, just send a mail to Dr. Abel Drabel Damina. Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Asking to partner with us and we'll send you all the details that will help you to effectively partner with us. We love you and we thank you. And now we're giving our offerings. The banking leaders are on the screen for TV and, and social media audience. You go ahead and do your own transfers as we honor Christ. Lift up your offerings. Father, we give in faith. We give with joy. Thank you that our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. Thank you for the privilege to advance your cause on the earth. And as we give, we rejoice that through our giving, the gospel continues to reach men who sit in darkness. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. All right, TV audience, social media audience, radio audience, you don't want to go away. We're not going to sign you off. We're going to quickly connect with you in the other studio for Ask the Counselor now. And in another few minutes, we will do that. So stay with us. All right, hit the music. Let's do it anywhere on the pulpit. Come and drop your offerings as we celebrate the risen king. Glory to God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Come on, make some noise here. Our God is awesome. Bow with the weed, stump power, Lord of God, he's an alpha. 
investments and your worship offering for this service joyfully bring out that money that gift joyfully 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 for we give joyfully we give generously we give sacrificially you have your your your, your offering lift it up and thank god hallelujah father we thank you we are grateful this morning that will have enabled us to give. We thank you for the privilege to be partakers of ministering to the saints all over the world through our giving. And so we thank you that we are blessed. And we thank you for the grace that you've made available to us that we have all sufficiency and we are bound unto every good work. And we give you praise for the blessings in Jesus' precious name. Everyone say amen. All right, you quickly would come forward here and drop your kingdom investments here and the offerings anywhere around. Bless you. Hallelujah. We rejoice in the finished work of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Okay, the time has come for Ask the Counselor. Can we please put our hands together as we take our seats? Ask the Counselor on this edition will be running for about 27.5 minutes and we'll try to squeeze in as much action as we can. Okay, the opening announcements we always would give at this point of the program, especially for the radio audience, the bank details. Account name remains Power City International. There are three accounts. There is uh, Zenith, there is UBN, there is uh, FCMB. Let the last be the first this time round. So I start with FCMB, 2982 That's for FCMB. Power City International remains the account name. It's the same for Zenith, 10-12-36-59-12. 10-12-36-59-12, that is for Zenith Steel, Power City International. Finally, UBA, 139-26-465. 139-26-465. Done with that. Announcement number two in the GFE. Calls, um, I believe that on this edition you have about 10 minutes. Uh, so, to call in, that number is plus 234. If you are calling from outside Nigeria, otherwise it's 0806. 800-9939. You want to also SMS the number to do that on is plus 234. Again, if you are calling from outside Nigeria, otherwise it's 0703-691-8642. Okay. You also could email us. Why not? The address is uh, askthecounselornow at gmail.com. Final announcement for sponsorship, for, for partnership, for, for support. You can always call the hotline, plus 234, if you're calling from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 0803-275-6104. And then, of course, remember, you can also email Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Dr. There, of course, is uh, DR. Okay, just before I bring on Global, but you know, on the last edition of the program, I promised that we we're going to be looking at some of our usual suspects on Facebook. The Facebookers are all over the place. They are always there. I would like to thank them. Johnson in, in Nogero, I would like to start with you today. Deborah Joseph, you too. Ujunze, we are amazing. I'd like to thank you again and again and again. You too, Comfort Julius, Marivon, Babyvon. And um, the list goes on and on. Doris Aigbata is also here. Evelyn Mutani back on the program. Nelishiwe Nkosi also here. And so to, so to, so to Rachel Williams. And, uh, and, uh, and this last one, M. Chala. I'd like to thank all of you for being here. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor IJ Query, complete with the production team. They all join the rest of us here, especially uh, Global Mama, who is in church, put their hands together for <laughs> Dr. Rachel Damina. And not forgetting the resident pastor, uh, Pastor Prez Okun, and his dear wife, Elda Unime. And now, the man of every moment, Global Barber, Dr. Ebel Damina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. Global so Barber, good to so have nice you here to today. You. What about green today, man? Global Barber, you know, a good son should walk in the footsteps of the father. <laughs> Global Barber, the so nice to see you. Good to see you. So, good Global morning. Barber, we, we just said, sir, we have very little time, um, but thank you. You thank God for the second service. We'll have more time then. So, Robaba, let's start with prayers for our world, prayers for our, our continent, our country, our state, and why not our church? But, Global Baba, 
Today, Governor Udumi Manuel of Akwaibom is celebrating his 2021st birthday. And um, we all will join in celebrating him. Wow, happy birthday to His Excellency. Praise God. Well, let's celebrate him. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray for the governor and his family, especially on a day like today. Father, we thank you for His Excellency, the governor of this state, Dikin Udum Emmanuel. We rejoice for the grace of God and all you have done through him and done in him and still continues to do with him. We pray for him as a person, that grace abound towards him. Amen. We ask that, Lord, revelation knowledge grows big on his heart. Amen. The revelation of all that Christ has done for him, done in him. We ask that the eyes of his understanding be flooded with light. Amen. We decree that, Lord Jesus, supernaturally, you cause him to walk within the fullness of your plan and purpose for his life. Amen. We decree that even this one year added to him will be a year of soundness, Amen. a year of effectiveness, Amen. a year of fulfillment. Amen. We pray that, Lord, as he governs this state, even by the time he is done with governance of this state, he will be fulfilled when he will look back to see the things you will have helped him accomplish. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for keeping him and his family. Amen. Thank you for the executive cabinet of the state. Thank you for public servants. Thank you for business people, professionals. Thank you for market women. Thank you for students and everyone that is in this state. Amen. We ask that the word of the Lord continues to thrive in Akwaibom, in Nigeria, and around the world. Amen. Thank you for answered prayer. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Global Bar is a fantastic point to take off this edition of Ask the Counselor. We spent last night, um, last uh, life night, in Kenya. So yes. we start there from. Greetings, Global Barber, the Intercontinental Mr. Bush. In Deuteronomy 18.15, who was the prophet that Moses spoke of? Joram Ahuta in Nairobi, Kenya. Okay, the prophet like unto Moses is Jesus Christ because he confirms it again when he spoke about Jesus in the book of Acts. A prophet like unto Moses. Meaning Moses was a typology of Jesus because Moses was the one who brought them out of Egypt like Jesus brought us out of sin. So that's why he called it a prophet like unto me. He was talking about Jesus and he said, him shall you hear. And anyone that will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. He repeated it again when brother Luke was making reference to it in Acts chapter 3 verse 21 and 22. Global from Kenya to South Africa. Hello Global Baba. Greetings to my, fellow, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I'm Apostle Sinontondo. I'm based in Cape Town, South Africa. I'm requesting the book list, the updated one, please. I think that's for the producer to take care of. And I have a question for Global Barber. It's been two years now since I started following you. I'm a preacher. Since I decided that you are now my spiritual father, I've been wondering what to do next. It is where it, will it be when I face situations or need guidance that I have to reach out to you? Or is there a process to be followed before you can take me under your wings? When the church grows, I want the members to know who my spiritual father is and to be able to report to you. Is this possible? I hope to hear from you soon. I love you. Jobo Baba. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah, I mean, it's not when you have problem that you want to relate with me. If, you know, a, a spiritual father is one who builds doctrine into you and brings ministry out of you. And if that's what I am to you, then it's good you have reached out to me. Our office will take note. And we will make sure you become part of our ministerial fellowship so that through that I'm able to effectively father you, mentor you, uh, coach you, train you, teach you, answer your questions, 
provide you resources and help you to effectively fulfill the plan of God for your life. So yes, our office will reach out to you and ensure that you are part of uh, my ministerial fellowship. And from there, we can effectively, you know, um, give you spiritual resources and help you. Global Bible Station in South Africa, but from Cape Town, we move a little to Limpopo, Mulimone. And um, the usual suspect, Simon Seretsemoyima, writes, still from South Africa, of course. My question, Global Baba, how do you deal with deaf people who attend Power City International, if there are any? Is there a sign language interpreter who interprets for them during teaching sessions? Or do you perhaps pray for them and heal them of their deafness? Thank you, Daddy. And Mr. Bush, for the exceptional work you both do. Kind regards. Well, unfortunately, we don't have deaf people who come to Power City yet. But there was a Sunday where the deaf and the dumb from a school came. And there was an interpreter to interpret to them what I teach. And yes, why not? We pray for those who are deaf and dumb. And we see God do miracles for them. But, you know, even if the, the miracle doesn't happen, like you rightly suggested, we get somebody to communicate to them in the language that effectively they can understand. Okay, Global Baba, let's stay on in Limpopo province of South Africa. This time we take an entry from uh, Muvali Festus. He's an evangelist. He's from South Africa. I'm your fellow Global Baba. Since I started following your teachings, I took the decision in my ministry that I will preach Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. Honestly, I want to connect myself with Abel Damina Ministry so we can open a campus out here in Limpopo province. I want to preach Christ more than anything else in my entire life. Our church, though, is a small one, but we are preaching Christ. We are preaching Christ, I can tell you. I will um, want connection to Abel Damina Ministry so that I can have materials, books, and everything. And thankfully, now we can see you everywhere on YouTube and Facebook. Many thanks. Global Baba. Well, you're welcome again. So glad to hear that you made that decision to make Christ known. We're very committed to that assignment all over the world. Therefore, I mean, you're part of us already. So what we'll do is our office will reach out to you and ensure that you're part of my, our ministerial fellowship. And in Limpopo, we have a pastor in Limpopo who is pastoring Power City there. His name is Pastor Michael Maruma. So we'll make sure that Pastor Michael Maruma gets in touch with you so together you guys can walk in that part of South Africa. Last um, entry from South Africa next. Hello, Global Baba, Mr. Michael Bush and Tabo, right from South Africa. I just want to thank Global Baba for his teachings. Indeed, I'm growing in the knowledge of Christ. I'm truly blessed by the current edition of 30 Days of Glory. That is season eight. Glory. Glory. Thank you for writing. <clears throat> Okay, so from South Africa, let's come to the west coast of Africa. This one is a bit longish, but I'll take it as I see it. Ghana, next. Hello, Dr. Damina, and greetings to you, the intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. You're doing a great job. My name is Daniel Ameni. I write from Accra, Ghana. I started listening to you just this year, about three months ago, when my sister, who lives in the United States, started sharing your live stream links with me. Initially, I didn't pay attention at all because I thought I had my own church that I attend. And that I didn't need any extra teaching from any kind of pastor. Then one Sunday, I couldn't make it to church, so I said, well, let me just listen. For the listening's sake, and to the usual preaching from this preacher, the title of the message was Dangers of Materialistic Gospel of just nine minutes. My heart sprang when I saw the title. I tapped on the Facebook link to view it, and my, my, my. That was some unusual message. Then I said to myself, what kind of preacher is this with such courage and vigor? 
I haven't had enough. I need to find out more about his teaching. So I went to YouTube to watch your series. And this is what I can now say, that my life has seen impact and change. I've since lost interest in any other preacher except you, Global Baba. I paid tight to my church, but when I listened to your message about giving, which a cousin of mine, who apparently is familiar with your message, gave me an audio, I stopped paying, but kept giving offering as I should. In my church, we call something uh, first fruits, which we give every first Sunday of February. This money consists of all your salaries and in January of every year. And when they first initiated it, I partook in it and all my friends held me saying I had done well because they didn't have the capacity to do it. I actually felt pompous because I did it with the big men and women in church. The pastor gave a reason for this first fruit saying we, shouldn't not, we should not think about what we'll eat after giving out our whole salaries and that God would actually act upon that or what we have given to change situations in our lives and also bless us because we have greatly sacrificed. However, this is one of many sacrifices it takes. But I only did once because I didn't see any change in my life afterwards, so I felt very bad about it. After coming across the teachings, I realized how greatly I have been manipulated by this pastor. I wasn't a person who loves to listen to teachings except on Sundays, but now I listen to your messages day, night, and dawn. I sleep at 3 a.m. each day because of your teachings. I'm constantly listening to you, Global Baba. I've started sharing your messages to some of my friends, and some have since loved your teachings, but some disagree. But I still try to convince them little by little. My brother, who also listens to a globally known man of God, usually opposes your teachings when he hears me listening to them, but I ignore him. As a result of your teachings, Global Baba, I've done some sound exegesis on my own from the Old Testament while listening to your preaching. This is about how the Old Testament points to the New. I've understood that with David and Jesus Christ, they are both called shepherds. They are both kings of Israel. They are both mighty warriors who delivered people. He redeemed the world in tremendous victory, just as David delivered Israel out of the hands of the Philistines with his great triumph over Goliath. The Old Testament foreshadows Jesus and his work. For example, the Passover lamb points to Jesus, the lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, John 1:29. The temple in Jerusalem was by the type of Jesus at two temple, Revelation 21-22. The priests and the sacrifices they offered foreshadowed Jesus, who is both our great high priest and the final sacrifice for sin. Hebrews 4, 5-9-10. The Hebrews, the Exodus, the liberation and the Israelites from bondage by the Egyptians is by the fortress of Jesus liberating us from bondage to sin and death. Thank you for your sound doctrine. Daniel and many in Accra, Ghana. Wow, that's a preacher already there, man. Thank you for, for writing. We're glad to know that you're growing and learning. Nobody are even clapping for him. Yes, I mean, that's some good exigence. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. And for somebody who just started. <laughs> who just started three months ago. That's something. Okay, so still from Ghana. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I bless the Lord for the gift of um, you both to the body of Christ. Thank you, Global Baba, always for the enlightenment. I wrote earlier on whether I could stay home and feed on many of your materials at my disposal. Instead of going to a church, I've identified myself which, uh, with which does not teach Christ, which leaves me hungry and sometimes unwilling to go every time. You responded by giving me a list of your campuses in Ghana. I know all the centers, but not in my area, which is Akimoda in the eastern region of Ghana. From my place to Accra is a journey of about three hours, not to mention Kumasi and that's why I asked the earlier question because I benefit so much in studying with your materials than going to church. I've identified myself with thank you, sir. Bismarck Antwi in Ghana. 
Well, Bismarck, keep following, keep learning. Eventually, you will start a campus in your area so that other people like you will come to hear the gospel and grow in the knowledge of Christ. Okay, the producer has just gesticulated that we may need to take some live uh, audience questions and, and game. Even a call, we can also squeeze in a call or two producer once you are game. I'm there, but I'm leaving Ghana to Zambia. Okay, I'm told a caller, a caller, a first caller. Hello. Yeah, welcome to the program. Your name, where are you calling from? The volume on your device is a bit too loud. It's causing commotion in the house of God. Okay, uh, producer, we need to take that away. To Zambia next, greetings to the intercontinental Mr. Bush and Global Baba. I'm including Pastor Chris as well. That's Chris Onayinka. Thank you, Global Baba, for the mentorship from you. Global Baba, it's your son, States Munchini from Kabwe, Zambia. Daddy, I have an issue with processing my passport. When I wrote my secondary school examinations, a mistake was made with my name, Rasport, instead of Lasport. But was noticed after I already got my national ID. So the correction made had to suit my secondary certificate because I'd already started studying at college. This was done and I wrote college examination and graduated in 2018. But last week when I went to start the process of getting a passport, I was told that the system has a record of my old name with L instead of R. And I was told to go back and change my national ID to the old one, which may affect both my secondary certificate and college certificate. Please. I need prayers. I know this calls for prayers of supplication. That situations and circumstances are created are meant to mm, change the process to go on. Your son, thank you. Amen. We'll pray for you at the end of the broadcast. Okay. Producer, I'm waiting for you. Live audience. Okay. If the live uh, audience person is ready, so too are we. Your name? Good morning, Papa. Morning. My name is Juliet Paul. Please, my question is, if... The only requirements for salvation is to believe in Christ. That's the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Then, what happens to a man who once believed in Christ, and then later he no longer believes in Christ? Because I know of a man who believed in Christ, and then later, right now, he goes about preaching to people that there is no God, there is no Christ, there was no death, there was no resurrection. And then he will ask you, have you seen God before? So... And so many people are following him based on his teaching. So my question is, for somebody like that, is his salvation still secured? Is he still saved? Please. Well, well, well such, such, such a person, we need to find out what did he hear? And which Christ did he hear? Because there is Christ and there is another Christ. There is Jesus, there is another Jesus. There is gospel, there is another gospel. There is spirit, there is another spirit. That's the danger of...
So the kind of God that is preached and presented is the reason why we have false converts, false brothers, people that will become Christian after a while, they will get angry with this kind of erratic God and just get off. So the gospel must be well preached so that people can be genuinely saved. That's what must have happened to that guy. Global Baba. Yep, the Intercontinental. We have a little over 6.5 small minutes before we say our bye-byes on this edition of the program. If we have a second live audience question, I'll just take that quickly for the road. Hello. Okay, can we just do something about his microphone? Is he on now? Uh-oh. Okay, why are we doing on that? Why are we doing that? Is that okay now? Okay, why are we working on that? Because of time or the lack of it, we can't... Uh, I think is that fine? Okay, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? We don't have time. Let's, uh, are you on now? Okay, I can take you. Hello, good morning. Morning, good morning Papa. Morning. Good morning, Mr. Michael Butch. Um, basically, my question is pretty much long, but I'm just going to try and narrow it down a bit um, because of time. And uh, there was one of your teachings where you talked about everyone being saved and being a minister, uh, being saved, um, being a minister, and that the area in which you got saved in is actually your first call of ministry. I happen to be um, one of the guys who used to live a very rough life, uh, you know, growing up and all, and I uh, used to drink, smoke and all that. And when I got born again, and uh, there was no particular um, encounter, um, people used to feel like uh, there has to be an encounter for you to get born again. But I got born again, there was no particular encounter. But then I felt like my major ministry was to go out to the street and preach to the area boys, because I live in Lagos. I go to the street and preach to the area boys on the street and all that. So, But then there's always so much, um, 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 what's it called, Com um, you know, the conflictions, actually, about drinking where is it in the Bible? It talks about some of them. We quote First Timothy chapter five and verse twenty-three, where it says, "The little wine and all that does a lot go to your heart." And now, basically, so I just really want to get it clear. How do I go about? You know, because since I do not have any proper doctrinal back up, backings to back up that point, and most times they always want to take you that around. I, I want to find out what's the best way um, to minister in such circumstance. Thank you very much. All right, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, you're saved, genuinely saved. You have a ministry. Whether you go out to the streets or you go to the schools, wherever you go, as long as you're preaching Christ and bringing men to Christ, you're already walking in that ministry. But as you keep learning and growing, you will come into the full realization of all that God will have you do. Now, how do you deal with people ask questions on alcohol? Well, first of all, alcohol is not a sin because every one of us takes alcohol in one way or the other. The cakes we eat have alcohol. The foods we eat have alcohol in them. So alcohol is not a sin. There's no Bible verse that says alcohol is a sin. However, the problem with alcohol is its ability to, uh, to get you addicted. Addiction is bondage. God doesn't want you bound. That's the problem with alcohol. So that's why the Bible says, he that drinks alcohol is not wise. Because alcohol will make a mockery at him. So as a child of God, you want to stay away from anything that will make you a slave. So you want to get those scriptures in Proverbs that talks about the danger of alcohol, how that alcohol will mock you, alcohol will make people laugh at you, especially when you're drunk 
and when you cannot control the addiction. And to avoid the addiction at all, stay away from it. Okay, Lobaba, we're supposed to round off now. We're supposed to round off, and I was supposed to come to Uyo and then do some things in Nigeria, but I cannot. Let, rather, let's just dash quick one to Europe, the continent of Europe, Dublin, Ireland. Dear Brother Bush, I've been an online and YouTube follower of Dr. Abel Damina Ministries for years now. I would like to be a committed student. and would like to know how to go about registration. Is it an online teaching uh, platform? Because I stay in Dublin, Ireland. Well, brother from Dublin, yes. We Ignatius. Have, Ignatius. Brother Ignatius, we have mentoring academies online where I mentor people effectively. We have an online edition of the Power Bible School. And then we're also setting up a discipleship academy for the online people where we disciple you across the nations of the earth. So yes, we do. And what we'll do is I'll make sure our office responds to you with details for the mentoring academy so you can register and start from there. Bless you and thank you for writing in. We've come full cycle on this edition of the program. Another edition becomes in a moment. Until then, this is Michael Bush. On behalf of producer, Pastor IJ, we're the production team, bringing on Global Barber, Dr. Abel Damina, to take us home. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. What a, what a day, what a day, what a blessing. I want to thank every one of you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. All the online community, television and radio, we love you. We are so glad you are part of our audience. We want to encourage you not to miss the next service, which begins at 11 a.m. We'll be live on all platforms. The world will come forth with power. 30 days of glory is still on. And at the end of it, ask the counselor comes on again. Guys, we love you. And remember, we are live every day. The services are every day, Monday to Friday. 6 p.m. GMT plus one on all platforms. All right, we look forward to seeing all of you at 11 a.m. GMT plus one this morning. And until then, enjoy the grace of Jesus Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Glory.